When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Just north of Monroe, F.L. Morris operates a 40-acre diversified farming operation, including livestock, table vegetables, and organic CBD hemp. And it's almost time for her to put her hemp plants into the ground. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Morris is also a co-founder of the South Central Hemp Cooperative. She shares more about the hemp growing season. We started our seeds. We started our seeds in the greenhouse. We put our seeds into a, a sterile soil mix that's certified organic in plastic plug trays about three and a half weeks ago. Um, I thought I've done a couple successions now, so just for experiment's sake and because we had such a yo-yo roller coaster set of weather so far, um, I've done three separate seedings starting with, like I said, about three and a half weeks ago. From there, we pot up to a larger size plug and just kind of baby the plants for about five weeks, by this time next week, I will be looking at putting those plants into the ground. And something pretty important about hemp that we've realized about starting it in plug trays rather than direct seeding into the ground is that um, it's very sensitive to becoming root-bound. So uh, when the plant disperses its root in that plug, it can't run out of fertility or space. Otherwise, it becomes like permanently stunted in it greatly affects our our yield so this is a very like tender time for the plant we have to make sure that we nail that timing right that they don't run out of space and nutrients before we get them into the ground so that's where we're at right now i'm about a week away from planting in the ground that will trigger a communication with the usda our local fsa office that's our first point of contact basically with our local office is that we're supposed to report how much we put into the ground and where what are the ideal weather conditions for hemp well, I mean, it's they're kind of similar to vegetables in that, you know, a steady increase in temperature both days and nights um, are really good for the hemp plant. You know, it doesn't like to have a 70-degree night and then a 38-degree night all in the same week. You know, it can really confuse the plant and its genetics, you know, aren't necessarily set up to experience that kind of weather, especially because much of our seed comes from other states. Right. It comes from out west. It comes from Colorado, Oregon. It's not necessarily acclimated to Wisconsin's climate. Uh, and that includes those early stages of germination and, um, you know, the first month to six weeks of its life. So, yeah, it hasn't been great. And there's been a uh, supplemental heat cost. So in order to have decent germination and keep my plants growing, I do have to provide heat to those plug trays. I use a passive form of heating. I use a called a heat mat so it's just an electric plug-in heat surface rather than heating the ambient air of my greenhouse which would be much more expensive it definitely incurred extra cost we had a lot of growth when it was in the 80s a couple weeks ago and then slowed down to like nothing you know no movement so it's it's been strange to say the least and you know time will tell whether or not there are long-term effects to the roller coaster temperatures at this point my plants look really pretty healthy i'm hoping that we can normalize a bit the rest of the spring and into the early months of the summer what pests or diseases do hemp growers need to watch out for and is there anything in particular you're keeping your eye on because of the roller coaster weather the first year of production we saw quite a bit of pests and disease coming out our crop outdoors and we we kind of panicked because we didn't know we didn't have any educational resources about growing this crop 
we had to just figure it out on our own and hope for a harvest and a decent yield. So what we found out was for outdoor grown CBD hemp that is headed towards processing, you know, in a, in a laboratory extraction, some amount of pest and disease pressure can can happen without affecting yield too much. So what's important, and as certified organic growers, what we look at is keeping our soil as healthy as possible in order to basically like create a plant that has a strong enough immune system to fight off pests and disease. One interesting thing about the hemp plant and fighting pests and disease is that THC, which is the uh, one of the cannabinoids found in hemp, the one that essentially produces the psychoactive effect in humans, it actually has a purpose in the plant. The higher the THC of a plant, the more that plant is protected because that THC content is designed for the plant to protect itself, right? So when we're doing everything we can to keep our THC low, to keep our product legal, because it needs to be 0.3% THC or less to be considered a legal hemp product rather than THC marijuana, we're actually like limiting the plant's ability to protect itself, which is just kind of an interesting little fact about being a CBD grower. And there you have it, something you probably didn't know before from F.L. Morris. She's a hemp grower just north of Monroe, Wisconsin. She's also the co-founder of the South Central Hemp Cooperative, giving us an update on the stage in the growing season that Wisconsin hemp growers are in right now. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.